With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. We are 48 days away from Super Bowl 54, which will be played in South Florida. We uh, have to to wait through the uh, last part of December and then January and then early February. They'll play the Super Bowl. Chances are pretty good the Buffalo Bills will not be participating in the Super Bowl, but they did participate in the Sunday night football game. They got a, a fourth quarter touchdown pass from Josh Allen. Don't construe that for him playing a good game because he didn't. Uh, but he threw a touchdown pass with about eight minutes to go in the game, and then the Bills just leaned on their defense 
and they pull out a touchdown win over Pittsburgh. So Buffalo, who coming into the game had the third-ranked defense in the NFL, and they lived up to that hype. Pittsburgh, whose defense was even ranked higher, did not make enough plays. Of course, they got burned by their offense. But the Buffalo Bills have clinched the playoff spot. Holy Thurman Thomas, Batman. The Bills are going back to the playoffs. Andre Reid is a-smiling. Jim Kelly is winking. Bruce Smith is happy. Second time in three years under Sean McDermott, who no one thinks of as a great NFL coach, but yet he's gotten Buffalo into the playoffs two out of three years. And I'm sure NBC did not talk about this enough, the storyline with Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott and William and Mary. That did not get any attention at all. So the game goes to the Buffalo Bills. The Bills now 6-1 and one on the road. They made their first Sunday night appearance in 12 years. 12 years. Which means, if my math is correct, you could have made it all the way through elementary school and not seen the Buffalo Bills in a primetime Sunday night soiree like they had in this game. 12 seasons. That's what happens. The last time the Bills played in a Sunday night game, which is the showcase event for the NFL, right? That's the most valuable real estate they try to – jerry-rigged the schedule to have the top teams play Sunday night. But the last time the Bills played on Sunday night, they played the Patriots. They lost that game by 46 points. They lost a football game by 46 points. And so the league office got together and they had a a huddle and they said, never again, never again, do not allow the Buffalo Bills to sully Sunday night football. And uh, they have not been back. But Buffalo – 10-4 10-4 and four now, and they win for the fourth time in their last five games. They lost to Baltimore last week, and it's the first time since the 90s that the Bills have won 10 games. 1999, the last time a Buffalo team won 10 games. All right, so let us discuss the question, does this game say more about the Bills who got the win or more about the Steelers? Now, I believe the answer is Pittsburgh. All right, Pittsburgh is the answer. Now, my thoughts, you've got DNA, heartburn, and the schedule gods. And we will mix all this together. Now, A, the Steelers only scored 10 points. The Steelers were at home. It was a primetime game. There was no blizzard. Outside of a blizzard game, you're not going to win very often when you only get 10 stinking points. Pittsburgh's defense played very well in this game. The offense that's where the blame game goes. You can play the blame game, blame pie, whatever you want to call it. The Pittsburgh offense, the object is to put the ball into the end zone. They couldn't do anything right consistently against Buffalo's defense in a matchup of teams. Now, if you look at this game coming in, now I actually like Pittsburgh in the game. I had a terrible weekend gambling. I got blown to smithereens uh, this weekend uh, picking NFL games. It happens. Right? Some weeks uh, you're the, the windshield, some weeks you're the bug. Uh, that's just how it works, and this was not a great particular weekend. But one of the things I liked about Pittsburgh coming into the game, obviously at home and the defense had been playing great, and I figured they'd get enough out of their quarterback. These are very similar teams. They have the same DNA, right? Same DNA breakdown. Unfortunately for Pittsburgh, things are not ducky uh, anymore there for the Steelers. The legend of Devlin Duck Hodges went upside down. I guess you could say he quacked under pressure there of Sunday night football. He was unable to perform. I don't know how many other duck references we can make, but uh, he had been an effective game manager 
That's actually his post-game interview after the game. That's what he had to say. Uh, but Duck Hodges, all of that went up in flames, uh, and, and most of it late in the game. He sucked at a time you cannot suck, Dutch, Duck Hodges. And he was very foul. Uh, he absolutely was foul uh, in this game. He had not one, not two, not three, but four interceptions. Two of those, though, in particular, in the fourth quarter, Pittsburgh had opportunities to come back and tie the game late, needed a touchdown, and Duck Hodges tossing the ball into double-triple coverage. Levi Wallace putting his jeans on to get one of those interceptions. Jordan Poyer came up with the other interception. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night to the Pittsburgh Steelers as they are Dunskies in this game because of those four interceptions, but the two late interceptions in particular by Devlin Hodges. If you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. Now, part B of this, Buffalo's defense picks up another notch in their belt, right? There's another notch for the Buffalo Bills. This was a fairy tale ending performance by the Bills defense, the fairy tale of Duck Hodges. Uh, it, it's uh, kind of like, you know, in Bambi, the mom dies. You know, it, it's the same concept. This this was the, the death of the fairy tale, and it's an open question as to whether or not Buffalo is going to figure out how to do anything with this defense down the line because the, it, it certainly has the makings of a wasted d- defense, even though they win this game. you got to get something out of the quarterback position against better teams, and I have no evidence – at all that Josh Allen is going to perform in the postseason and rise on up. That's another substandard performance by Josh Allen. He gets credited with a quarterback win in his first primetime start. But in reality, uh, he was just less sucky than Duck Hodges. I mean, let's be honest here. Allen finished with a completion percentage of barely over 50%. He passed for 139 yards. That's like a 1970s total. And he averaged less than six yards per attempt. And so it was not a good performance. Said, well, well, he runs the ball. Well, yeah, he ran the ball for four yards of carry. whoop de damn do And he had a touchdown. Uh, that's it. it. It is the passing that is the problemo for Pittsburgh. You don't have to be a, a football savant to figure this out. This is simpleton stuff here. It is going to give everyone who loves the Bills, every man, woman, and child in Western New York, heartburn uh, as they watch Josh Allen. And now, at least Josh Allen was consistent, meaning that he was poor in the first half and he was poor in the second half. Uh, he was he had I think he had sixty four yards at halftime. He had in the second half he had seventy five yards passing. It was not a it was not an oil painting. Uh, it was a finger-painting performance by Josh Allen. And it's hard to be overly optimistic. As good as Buffalo's defense is, when you look at Josh Allen, and this was a litmus test, the last couple of games here for Buffalo and their offense against the Ravens' defense and then against Pittsburgh's defense, which has been even better than the Ravens' defense, the last two weeks, Josh Allen, one game at home against Baltimore, the other game on the road in Pittsburgh on the Sunday night game. Allen's completing 46.8% of his passes, those two games combined, averaging 4.4 yards per pass attempt, two games combined, has two touchdowns and interception at a quarterback rating of 63.6 and a partridge in a pear tree. All of those numbers are below par. All of those numbers are are, are substandard. And, And so the Bills find themselves 
in a precarious situation. They have an unreliable order. They have an unreliable quarterback, the the, the orchestrator. And it, it's a path that is poorly lit for Buffalo. It's booby-trapped. And there are corpses of failed quarterbacks who people say, well, once the playoffs start, this guy will turn it on. Once the playoffs start, watch out. This guy's going to be lights out. This guy's going to be amazing. Just wait for the playoffs. That's all you got to wait for. And uh, we're still waiting. We are still uh, waiting. All right, last word here. So this performance, all right, this performance throws a temporary wrench into the Mike Tomlin Coach of the Year campaign. Like Tomlin, the, the marching and chowder society for Mike Tomlin had been gaining some steam here. The engines had been warming up for Mike Tomlin. This was a step back, uh, and that's been kind of the offense, the four interceptions, the only scoring 10 points at home and all that. But it shouldn't matter much. Like Pittsburgh would really have to F this up not to make the playoffs. Like everything is lining up for Pittsburgh. Now, what is my evidence? Right, The silver lining for the Steelers, the schedule gods are smiling. The Steelers, who are still in the postseason at this particular moment, they have a date with the Jets coming up next week in Jersey. Everyone outside of the Cowboys seems to get well, and the Raiders, uh, uh, against, against gangrene, right? So you figure that's a win. And then the Steelers play Baltimore in Week 17. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Week 17, Baltimore. Well, the Ravens are ha- going to have everything wrapped up. They're not going to play Lamar Jackson most likely. And if you can't beat RG3, the RG3 version of Baltimore, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Playoffs. And the Steelers and Titans are technically tied at this moment, but Pittsburgh's the last team in. So you still have to show up and compete, I would think. You can't be playing tiddlywinks and expect to to beat the Jets or – even the Ravens' backups, but you got to be optimistic that Pittsburgh, that's a very workable, workable thing. Unless this is the new Duck Hodges and he's just going to throw four interceptions every game, uh, then you can forget about it. But they're 8-6, and six, the Steelers, the same record as the Tennessee Titans. Your playoff matchups on Wild Card Weekend, as of this moment, the conclusion of activities in the Sunday night game, you've got the Steelers at the Chiefs. That would be one of the matchups. The Bills and the Texans would be the other matchup. And then the NFC, you'd have the Vikings play at the Saints. And the 49ers, they bumped down because they lost to Atlanta. That should be worth like four losses for the 49ers. And they would play the Cowboys, which is kind of like having a bye when you play the, the Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. All right, here's the Ben Mather show on Fox. Let's hear from some of the key participants in this one, including the head coach, Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills, the Bills in the playoffs now, two of three years under Sean McDermott, and apparently he's very upset about all this unless he's not. Grateful to be a part of it. Um, and, again, just grateful to be a part of the group of guys and, and gals that are behind me in that locker room. Uh, they work extremely hard. And um, coming to Buffalo t- three years ago now, two and a half years ago, whatever it's been, you know, a lot of people said, why are you going there? You're not going to be able to get it turned around. we got it turned around. And uh, with, a lot of, with a lot of work yet to do, We're, we haven't arrived We've got a lot of work to do, but I'm uh, I'm just humbled by it, honestly. Yeah. Keep in mind, in this three-year stretch, the Bills have had a player quit at halftime. Remember Vontae Davis? He he took his ball and went home at a game, uh, was that two years ago or last year? I think it was last year against the Chargers. He just said, I've had enough. And they still managed to overcome that. 
So that that's pretty good. All right, now Josh Allen. Then Allen's got to be concerned, right? The last two weeks, Josh Allen uh, not good at all here against the Ravens and against the Steelers, but he's apparently not that concerned about any of this there. He seems pretty happy, but he, he knows there's still more to come. Obviously, we know we have two more games and two more crucial games um, that could you know really dictate the outcome of where we're at and where we're seated. Um, so it's a good position to be in, um, but we got to go attack these next two weeks, and it starts with Saturday on a short week against New England Patriots in Foxborough. So um, we got a tall task ahead of us, and we'll celebrate this one today and you know, get ready for Saturday, tomorrow. Tomorrow? So that'd be today then, because today's tomorrow and tomorrow's today. No, no, tomorrow can't be today, but today can be tomorrow. Is that right? I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. no. It, it's today is yesterday's tomorrow. Isn't that the line? Like, today is yesterday's tomorrow. So you should do it today because t- today is actually yesterday's tomorrow. So you said you'd do it tomorrow, but you, you don't want to procrastinate because today is actually yesterday's tomorrow. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, one more here. Let's hear from Mike Tomlin. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, Mike Tomlin, who uh, is always in your grill. He's very intense, this Mike Tomlin. In win or lose, he's very intense. Right, Coach Tomlin? There's scarcity in this business. It is. You only get so many opportunities to state a case for yourself. Uh, there are no seven-game series and things of that nature. So we respect what transpired tonight. Uh, we understand it. And uh, there's nothing we can do about it as we sit here uh, but get focused on our next opportunity. We will do that. Uh, I promise you that. That's his way of taking a shot at the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball that plays seven-game series. Here in football, we don't play seven-game series. It's like college basketball, single elimination of the NCAA tournament. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So it was the big game on Fox. The bells and whistles were out. You had Troy Aikman and uh, Joe Buck right there hanging out, calling the game on Fox. The Cowboys and Rams, anytime the Cowboys are on, the ratings go through the roof, although this was a route or route. This game was no contest. The Los Angeles Rams wasting a lot of fossil fuels, flying to Dallas. They stayed at a nice hotel in the Dallas area there in the Arlington area and uh, did not bother to show up. The Dallas Cowboys slicing up with a butcher's knife the Rams. Uh, they gutted the Rams is what they did. They took the blood out of the Rams. They chopped up all the different pieces of meat there. And now Dallas made one mistake. The only mistake the Cowboys made was when Dak Prescott was assigned for the coin toss and he screwed it up. He botched the coin toss. He had one job. Instead of opting to defer, they opted to kick. And for a while, it looked like the Cowboys would have a uh, to kick off to start the game and then to kick off to start the second half until Al Riveron stepped in and said, I got to help the Cowboys out, man. Cowboys are good for business. I got to help them out. And so uh, they changed the rule. Al Riveron, who they never changed those pass interference calls, like once in a blue moon. But Al Riveron decided and determined that all of a sudden, well, you know, we're going to have to change this. And so the Cowboys did not have to kick off to start the second half. The referees held a powwow with Al Riveron, and they said, uh, sure enough, uh, you're good. Even though you did F up Dak Prescott, we're going to do you a solid. Yeah. We're we're here to fix the Cowboy mistakes. So Dallas, they are back in the driver's seat in the NFC East. The path is simple. Beat the Eagles next week and get set for a home playoff game on Wild Card Weekend. Now, the story here is not so much the game because there's not a lot to say about the game. The Cowboys showed up and the Rams did not show up. They did not compete in this game and you you look at the domination of the Cowboys' offense in the first half. They had two drives of 90-plus yards. They had a 97-yard drive, a 90-yard drive. They had a 75-yard drive. Uh, That is shoving it down the throat of your opponent is what that is. And that's what the Cowboys were able to do in this game against a really spineless Rams team. It was embarrassing. If the Rams had somebody in charge there 
that had some muscle, somebody would lose their job. They'd, I'd, I'd release a couple of players after that performance because that was gutless uh, football. But we're, we're going to talk about the Cowboys here because did you hear what Jerry Jones had to say about all this? Uh, it's always Jerry's world that we were worried about. If you missed it, Jerry Jones. On the Cowboys win over the Rams, he had a lot to say. One of the quotes he had, he says, that's just what the doctor ordered, was the quote from Jerry Jones. He said, to get out uh, of whatever you're in. He said, this one was richly deserved and came along at a good time for us. Jerry asked if, was asked if, if this win causes him to reassess the future of the team, meaning the coaching staff and Jason Garrett. Well, what did Jerry say when asked about that? Jerry said, quote, that implies I had concluded and had assessed the future, and that's not correct, the Cowboy owner stated. I had not reached that point. What it does remind me is that the season's not over, close quote. Now, that led to the money quote. What's the money quote? I'll tell you. Jerry Jones again commenting on Jason Garrett, and this is the money quote, Jerry Jones, uh, again, commenting on Garrett. He said, nothing I'd like more than to ride his coattails into a fairy tale here <laughs> was the quote. All right. So let us discuss the question. What do you make of Jerry Jones latest comments on his embattled and bewildered and beleaguered head coach, Jason Garrett? Now, I've got the upper hand, Dr. Evil and the Yellow Brick Road. And we will combine all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. Jerry Jones, after this game, was feeling his oats uh, to a point. The, the Cowboys have been serving up a dog's lunch for a long time in, in this part of the season. They got out to the 3-0 start. Since then, the Cowboys have been pretty miserable. Right? They've been pretty miserable. Uh, they were 3-7 going into this game over the last 10 weeks of football. Uh, and, and a lot of those games were just gutless, like against the, the Bears where they didn't show up at all. Uh, but this was an opportunity for Jerry Jones to bring back the swagger, the bravado, the flamboyance. And he was upbeat. He was on cloud nine, the whole thing. They just beat down the Rams and all that. The first time they had beaten a team with a winning record, hallelujah, for small miracles for the Dallas Cowboys uh, the, the Rams are about as close to the edge of um, winning record as you can get. They're, uh, they're looking like maybe an 8-8 eight and eight team. If they, they, they play with that kind of gusto. They're going to lose to the 49ers. They play like that, they'll lose to, to the Oompa Loompa at the end of the year there. The Pop Warner All-Star will beat them if they play with that little effort and energy at the end of the year. But this is about the Cowboys right now, and we have been saying for weeks that unless you live in a vacuum, like the comments of Jason on Jason Garrett are not a surprise. The things that Jerry Jones said about Jason Garrett are not shocking, unless you're in a shoebox. We have been saying for weeks that Jerry Jones is searching. He's trying to find an alibi to keep Jason Garrett. He loves Jason Garrett as a coach. And he's not just whistling Dixie here. Jerry Jones is such a fanboy for Jason Garrett, he doesn't want to get rid of him. He doesn't want to fire him. He wants to keep the band together. And to keep the band together, you got to keep Jason Garrett. And it's going to have to happen quick because Garrett is a lame duck. He does not have a contract past the end of this season. So it is up 
to Garrett to give Jerry Jones a path not to polax him as coach of the Cowboys. And now I believe Jason Garrett still has the upper hand. I believe that he still has the upper hand here. In other words, it, Dallas gets in as the NFC East champion. They they finish nine and seven, which is a very workable path here, and that could catapult Jason Garrett into a new mini contract extension. And Jerry can say like I feel we closed the year strong. I feel like we're heading the right direction. Back to back playoff appearances and all that stuff. So. I, I, you can hear the spin, you know, round and round the merry-go-round we go for the the Cowboys owner that he will spin this. Jerry Jones is going to spin this. Now they play Philadelphia next week. Let's assume the position that the Cowboys win that game in Philly, and then they host the Redskins. So those are two winnable games to get you to nine and seven and get you a home playoff game against either the Forty ers or Seattle. Now the second thing here, this was was not as far as the game itself. This was a brutal game if you're looking for competition because the the Cowboys a, a domination situation. The Rams came out punted on three of the first four possessions. They had their first half. They did have a touchdown, but the other four possessions punt, 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 interception. Uh, that's how that went. For the Rams in the first half, the Cowboys, the first drive they punted, and then after that they scored touchdowns on the next four drives and had a field goal after that. It was a kick-your-ass situation. The Rams just did not show up ready to compete. I don't know how, how many other ways we can say that. We're talking about a medley of mistakes, shoddy tackling. That was the the most egregious part of this. Like Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott combined – for almost 250 yards and three touchdowns. They each went over 100 yards. The Rams' defense, which had actually been playing pretty well since they got Jalen Ramsey. In fact, statistically, they had been one of the top defenses in the NFL in the upper crust of defense, and it was like the parting of the Red Sea uh, as the Cowboy running backs ran right through the gut of the Rams' defense. There was inadequate tackling the entire day, off balance, and then you've got Jared Goff, who is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but the Dr. Evil showed up in this game for the Rams. Goff was not only a quarterback, he was horrific. And don't let the final numbers mislead you. This was a garbage time spectacular. Roll out the red carpet in garbage time for Jared Goff because when the game was somewhat in the balance, the first three quarters of the game, Goff – completed 51% of his passes for 153 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. For the first three quarters, he had a passer rating of 64. And then in extended garbage time in the fourth quarter, he put up 131 yards. You know what that reminds me of? Dak Prescott against the Bears. Dak Prescott had been stealing money for three quarters of the other game against the Bears, and then he came out and, and put up all these passing yards. I think it was over 200 yards in the fourth quarter. And, and, and so what about Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley was befuddled. He was bewildered by the Cowboy defense there. He, he had a couple of touchdowns, but he ran for less than two yards a carry. He looked like he was, he was, he was tentative and skittish carrying the football. And 
catching the ball. They they targeted him seven times. He only got three of the passes. He got three of the passes for 18 yards. It was bad. It was bad. It just looked like like he had extra weight on. Like he had a fat suit on or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? You know those guys that go to the gym and they wear the extra weights uh, when they when the the, the uh, stair lifter or whatever trying to lose weight. Now the final point. So so go back to the Cowboys. Jerry Jones. We know that he's from the old school and he's a different cat and all that. But does he have aspirations of winning the Super Bowl? Of course, a hundred percent, right? Thousand percent. Are they based on reality? No. They are far-fetched considering the highs and lows of this Dallas team. You don't get a lot of cred, street cred, by beating the Rams. Now, they, they did beat the hell out of them, but you got to win it brick by brick, right? The, the, the Cowboys are about as far away from a brick by brick team, laying the cement and putting the bricks down and all that stuff. They don't want to do that. This Dallas team, has you know, they, they had been on the opposite of a roll. And they have not been a roll-your-sleeves-up-get-your-fingers-dirty type of team. The Cowboys are not going down the yellow brick road, right? They're going down the dead-end street. They're going down a road they think is the yellow brick road, but it is a cul-de-sac, right? And the, one of the problems I have with this is so many mediocre teams that they hang their hat on the fluke runs, of teams that were not all that good that got hot in the playoffs and won a Super Bowl, and it has happened. But 99.9% of the time, the teams that get off to these sluggish starts and are just kind of mediocre do not go on the run, right? That's that's once you know, every generation you have a team that comes out of nowhere that, you know, seven and – or not seven and nine, but nine and seven, something like that, that ends up going on a run and wins a Super Bowl – and, and people are trying to compare like to, to Philadelphia, but that Philadelphia team with Nick Foles a couple years ago, that was a number one seed in the NFC. And yeah, they won with their backup quarterback, Nick Foles, but they were the number one seed. They had a home, they had won two home games, and then they went to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys will have one home game, and then if they're lucky, they'll get two road games, and that's their situation. But so, yeah, we've seen mediocre teams get on a roll late and and win in the playoffs. Does this Dallas team look like they have it in them? Absolutely not. They just don't pass the eyeball test. They're too inconsistent in every way, in every phase. And, and, and so you, know, you, you got to find a different way of endorsing Jason Garrett if you're Jerry Jones. If the Cowboys finish the season winning these last two games, they'll have a three-game winning streak going in to the postseason, and Jerry Jones will have uh, he'll have some scotch, a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of bourbon, uh, and he'll draw up a contract extension for his favorite stuffy. His favorite stuffed animal is Jason Garrett. And that's how that's going to go. All right, let's hear from Jerry Jones, the man of the hour there. And uh, here is Jerry saying that he has aspirations for this Cowboy team. He, he has some hopes after this game. They're going to get this shot of inspiration, shot of confidence in uh, what uh, their hard work can do uh, when it pays off. Uh, I think that uh, uh, everybody has uh, soul-searched, as you should be, and uh, you saw a lot of pride out there tonight, and I think uh, hopefully we'll see that as uh, we go forward into our uh, really second season here. Is there a possibility that Jerry 
put tranquilizers in the Rams Gatorade? Is that possible? Because they certainly looked like they had been drugged, the Rams. Like they, they were just kind of la 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 la. Uh, all right, here's one more from Jerry Jones, and he's talking about, uh, this is something Jerry knows a lot about, perspective. This is a great way uh, for us to uh, uh, not get over, but for us to put in perspective uh, what the last three or four weeks have meant and how to uh, pull out and uh, make something good happen. Uh, Jerry always has a way with words. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys had <laughs> Cowboys had almost 500 yards of offense. The Rams 289, and most of that came in the fourth quarter in extended route or route uh, time where the game was lopsided. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. The Coop Yellow. Ben Terrell Suggs was surprisingly waived by the Cardinals on Friday. Now, it's being reported now that Suggs is strongly considering not showing up to any team that claims him other than the Ravens. Unfortunately for him, the Ravens are next to last in the waiver order. Yeah. Ben, any chance that Suggs ends up back on the Ravens? Well, there's a chance, but it's unlikely. You know, there's, there's rumors the 49ers I, I, I saw over the weekend that they could be uh, putting a claim in. There's some other teams, also the Tennessee Titans that might put a claim in. But here's the way I look at it. The, the, the Ravens have the NFL's top record, as you said, which means they are the last team in the waiver process or process, depending on where you grew up. Literally every other NFL team will have an opportunity to pick or punt this particular player. So that makes it a pipe dream to become reality. And B, Suggs is 37 years old. I believe he's played 17 seasons in the NFL. The name brand is good, but how much does this guy still have left in the tank? And I believe that this is going to be the key here, right? If he's, if the NFL teams think that Terrell Suggs can help them, and, and help a contender that he's still got some fuel in the tank. I would think that the 49ers or some other team is going to get Suggs just to block him, even if he doesn't play for them. Just to block, doesn't that make sense? Just to block him from going to Baltimore because you don't want the rich to get richer. And if he's cooked, if NF, the NFL scouting community is convinced, they're not always right, but if they're convinced that he can't play anymore, then he'll end up back with the Ravens hoping to. To, to bring them down. All right, next. Ben Corey Kluber is a two-time Cy Young Award winner. Yeah, and I was I was reading that the Angels were optimistic in in getting to trade for him, but but not, but not realistic. Yeah, apparently yeah. not because yeah. uh, now he's going to the Rangers. Yeah, you're excited about that, right? Division yeah, I rival. He, I guess he went to the AL West. Uh, yeah, he did go to the AL West. Yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, Ben. Yeah. Like I said, two-time Cy Young Award winner, but last year he he missed most of the season with injury and had an ERA over five in the games that he did play. Do you think he's going to do well in Texas? Well, here's the thing I would say. Number one, Corey Kluber is worth a flyer on, like, but for a limited time only for the Rangers. Last season, he, he was in seven games. He was hurt. So you give him like a partial pardon on on what happened in the 2019 season for Kluber. Secondly, the thing that gives you pause is the fact that he's going to be 34 years old in April, and this this is a, a a guy that is past his prime years as a pitcher. He's on the back nine of his career, so this is a short term pickup. If, if the Rangers picked up Kluber thinking he's going to be there for four years or five years, no. But could he come back in 2020? 
I, I saw the stadium burn up over the weekend in air in uh, in Dallas. Did you see that in Arlington? The big fire there. I don't know what that was all about, but but when you get to thirty five plus, it you're not going to get generally great results out of pitchers in that department. But yeah, for one year. I would think Kluber will bounce back depending on the dimensions of that stadium in Arlington and will pitch better. All right, next. Been over the weekend, Rob Manfred threatened to cut ties with minor league baseball. I guess there's some negotiations going on. Uh, both sides don't want to concede to one thing. I, I guess uh, yeah. Manfred wants to cut like 42 minor league teams, something like that. Yeah, this has been going on uh, for a while, but it, he he got even more. He ratcheted up the language over the weekend. Right, right. Yeah. You, you think there's any chance that they actually cut ties with minor league baseball? Well, I, it, I believe there's 0% chance. And, and the reason why is if Rob Manfred shuts down minor league baseball, what is going to happen? We're talking about roughly 5,000 jobs gone. That would cause a ripple effect that would lead to Congress getting involved. And baseball's got this thing that Congress has given them, the antitrust exemption that Major League Baseball has been the beneficiary of for almost 100 years. And that would be in jeopardy. Now, I know the idea would be that baseball would start some Fugazi minor league system and they'd run it themselves and they they have an agreement with the people that run minor league baseball. They want to start their own thing, kind of like the NBA has the G League. They want their own controlled operation. Um, But the other thing here, and, and second, Bernie Sanders is the one who's leading the, the, the charge. He's, he's blowing the bugle, uh, if you will, here to, against Rob Manford these days, and he's using this to try to help him get votes in the 2020 presidential election. I don't know how many people are going to vote based on minor league baseball, but Bernie Sanders wants better wages and he wants better uh, conditions and all that stuff in the, in the stadiums and whatnot. But ultimately, when push comes to shove, they will work out a deal the people who run Major League Baseball are simply trying to cut expenses. They're trying to guarantee themselves bigger profits. There'll be some kind of compromise because minor league baseball without Major League Baseball is nothing. Like Major League Baseball could start their own ragtag minor league system, but minor league baseball, if they, they become unaffiliated with Major League teams, uh, good luck. Uh, good luck on that and good night on minor league baseball. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you passed this edition. That is a winner. Put it on the board. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for ten whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's time now for the instant advice line. Giddy up. The horse has left the barn. It's brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Who needs our advice in sports? We have a... Maller monologue Who? coming up next hour about the Patriot video. But what is your advice? Yeah, Jay Glazer had it on the NFL on Fox pregame. You could see the video that was shot from the Cincinnati Bengals security guy. It shows what the Patriots were recording. I didn't think it was that big a deal, but the Patriots are going to have to explain it away. So what is your advice to the Patriots to cook up an excuse here to give the NFL to get them out of trouble Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You're on the air when you hear my voice. Eight seven seven 
888-996-6369. Keep calling. We turn the calls over rapid fire. Hello, line uh, line two. You're on the air. Your advice, please, to the Patriots. Grab it and growl, munchkin head. Line at number three. You are next. Line three, advice to the Patriots. Who? Budgie Camo says, keep on cheating. <laughs> All right. Uh, line line four. Oh, get a kick out of that guy. You're on the air line four. Excuses for the Patriots. What's your advice? Halloween James is the first to wish you a Merry Christmas, Ben. I want to be the first to wish you a happy Hanukkah. Well, thank James. you. Hanukkah. The Festivus of Lights uh, coming soon. Racist. Line, line five. Hello, line five. Uh, yeah, they need to be more like the Newtown Connecticut high school football team and get back to a classic run-and-gun offense. Well, clearly, that's I saw them on NBC last night. Hello, Line 6. Are Never you heard of them. Uh, high school football. But line 6, are you there, Line 6? Bill Belichick, stop. Stop. What the hell was that? Line 2, we go back, we clear the lines, and your next Line 2, advice to the Patriots on how to get out of trouble. I know it's you, Roberto. Uh oh, coming to get you, Roberto. Line, <laughs> you, uh, you on that line. You're next. Hello. Tequila makes my clothes come off. Line four, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the Patriots. Yeah, I think the Patriots' excuse was they bringing back Kodak film. Hey, that's Sean the Hood guy. I recognize him. I hear his voice. Line five. Hello. Hi, this is right in my wheelhouse. How long have I been calling this Insta advice line? This is Ben. This is nothing to see here. This is nothing to see. It's the same old crap. All right, good. Then don't call us anymore. Line six. I, I guess I'm having a field day with it. Line six. Hello. Got the ground. Got the ground. All right. Uh, line two. You're next. We're giving advice to the New England Patriots. Jay Glazer had the video on the NFL on Fox pregame from the latest cheating sojourn. Hello, line two. Call the Three Stooges. They make anything funny. That's a good point. Slapstick <laughs> vaudeville comedy can cure everything. Hello, line three. When, when there is a war, they harvest the meat for them children's to eat. Line four. <laughs> Hello, line four. Don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah, that's, you should not do that. Right? <laughs> we'll keep it going. You're next. Hello, you're on the air. Advice to the Patriots. Line five. Bunch of hookers and cocaine. Well, that'll fix pretty much anything. Line six. Hello, line six. Tell them to blame the Negroes. All right. That, that's the Phil and Joe Negro. The Racist. Line two. Hello, line two. Yeah, tell them they thought it was a massage parlor. There, that'll work. Yeah, man. It was just a rub and tug operation. Line three. Hello. Wow. Jerk yourself awake. Line three. Yeah, hi. Yeah, all right. You got to pay attention. Line four. Hello. Hello. Goodbye. Line five, you're on the air. Hello. I think it was just stadium porn, wasn't it? Yeah, that's all it was. That's a good hey, where point. Are the white women Montana, at? line five, hello. Or line six, you're next. Get ass on Facebook. Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, you get, you get likes on Facebook. Hello, line two. I'm on so many drugs right now. Oh, no, that guy keeps getting in. Uh, line three, hello. If at first you don't deceive, F the world and smoke some weed. There you go. That's Coop's advice. All right, one more, Coop. Pick the final call. Hurry up. Line two. Line number two. You're on the air, line two. Call in Bobby Boucher. He'll put a can of whoop-ass on him. There you go. A water boy reference. Thanks one, thanks oh, no. all. We suck again. We're sending that to the Patriots. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.